Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hoping to get in touch with Nickel State football coach Tim Rebo here this segment. Just a couple of minutes, hopefully, we'll talk to him again. Colonel's picked to finish first in the Southland Conference, and what a rise it has been from really obscurity for most of their football program's history. Now 47-year football program's history, and now they are in the thick of it, not only, of course, in the Southland, but in FCS. I think whether they're number 13, ranked number 13 in one poll. Every preseason poll has them in the top 15 special stuff for Nichols, so we're hoping to talk about this with Coach Rebo in just a little bit as uh, camp opened up down there. Let's go to the phone lines, though. We just, we're just talking about David Griffin, just unloading, absolutely unloading on LeBron James and company. We'll got, uh, talk to Larry in Houston about this. Larry, what's going on? Hey, said thanks for taking my call. You bet. How many champions did David Griffin won? He's won one. Okay. Wasn't he there um, in Cleveland before LeBron got there? Uh, he was not. Now he was, but he was oh, yeah. not. He was not the. He was not the general manager. He was general manager the year LeBron got there. Okay. First of all, he need to worry about the Pelicans. I'm a Pelicans fan. I'm a LeBron fan. I'm an AD fan. Pelicans fan mad because AD left. AD had the right to leave because the Pelicans they never put no team. Okay, uh, you just you don't you can be honest about your where your loyalties lie. I don't think a Pelicans fan say Pelicans fans are mad that AD leaves, but I'm not mad. Okay. Anthony Davis left, and most of the fans that okay. I talk to aren't either. All right, and by LeBron, y'all call they could don't they call um, Golden State a dynasty, right? I mean they were saying that there was a dynasty. Remember, Golden State beat Cleveland twice. They beat Cleveland the first time without a whole Cleveland team. Hold on, they, they beat they beat Cleveland. Cleveland. They beat Cleveland three times. They beat them three times. They beat them three times. Oh yeah, okay. They beat them when the first time they beat them. They beat them. Um, I mean, we can go through with, the history. What, what, Larry? I want. I, I got. A, I got a coach. I got to get to. What's your, main, your point here? The main thing is y'all all mad about LeBron. LeBron is the best player. And you can holler everything about oh he's supposed to have as money as um Michael Jordan. I didn't. Are you uh, Larry? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you one question, Larry, before I let you go. Are you are you are you saying everything that David Griffin said in this piece? Are you calling David Griffin a liar? Do you think that he was being untruthful about how things were run in Cleveland? I mean, no, I don't think that he's been he was untrue. But okay, but I mean, he should be worried about the Pelicans. Well, I mean, that's look, and you can make that point, and that's why I said it was. It's a little bit odd to see an acting general manager take shots like this. So I think that's fair, Larry. If you say, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing this stuff. Worry about the Pelicans," but he is just shining a light on what everybody who has been around the NBA has known for years: that LeBron James is an egomaniacal control freak that leaves franchises in rubble when he exits after four years he did it to cleveland once then he did it to miami then he did it to cleveland again only cares about himself and when you have one of the most respected voices in the nba talking about that well that moves the needle with me but i appreciate the call thanks for listening larry 
Again, Nickel State picked to finish first in the Southland Conference. High expectations coming off the best season in program history last year. And Coach Tim Rebo is joining us now at Tim Rebo on Twitter. Of course, Nickel State head football coach. Coach Rebo, how you doing? Hey, Seth. How we doing tonight, man? Look, coach, I am. I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Uh, big expectations for you guys this year. Yeah, it was an ex- exciting day, man. Anytime you always have a reporting day, guys moving in the dorm and, and having physicals and meetings, it's always fun. So it's good to see the guys getting back on campus. Uh, does that ever get old when it's this time of year and you get that fresh feel in New Year ahead of you? No, because, look, you go through uh, uh, spring ball, then the summer, they're just lifting weights. And, and, and by this time, they're ready to get back on the field and get in some football. And uh, it's really good to see everybody. They're all fresh. Uh, ready to go practice tomorrow morning. It's been a heck of a process for you and your staff and everybody around the program to get to this point. I was just kind of explaining before we got you on the line how you know Nichols is objectively really struggled during their 47-year history. You know, just four years ago, you guys were in that obscurity. What has the process, Coach, been like these four years for you to get out of that and get to the point now where you're in the top 15 all these polls across the country? Well, the first thing is the, the year before we got here, the program was down. It was 0-12. So when we took the job and, and put the staff together, we said, hey, somebody said, what are you doing? You're crazy. I said, no, the only way we got to go is up. I mean, come on. We were at, we were at rock bottom. So when we got in this first year and uh, sold it to the team and got some recruits in, and that's been the big key, we, we changed a bunch of attitudes. And uh, we and you got some good players, and that we 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 got Chase Forcade and Sully Lesh and Evan Veron, Alan Pittman, and Monty Martin, all guys from up and down the river, uh, and they were some good football players. Uh, and and then now they're starting to sell the program, and that's how it's been. Did you see the light at the end of the tunnel way back when? Because I can't look. I've never been in a spot when when you're taking over, you know, a winless football team and and trying to get to a point. And look, just less than a handful of years later, you hear. Did you see the light at the end of the tunnel at that point? I think so. We, you know, we were very optimistic coming in. I, I don't think uh, the previous coaching staff, you always hear, they left the cupboard totally bare. Um, they, they had some good players on this football team. They just had to believe in themselves a little bit. And that's where we came up with the positive attitude. Look, after 0-12, we ended up being like 0-25, I think, because they lost games the, the previous years, and then we lost the first five. But in those first five, I mean, we had two games we thought we were in and could have won. So we did see, and then we finished off winning two out of the last three. And uh, so there was a lot of light that we can see. And then we just stuck with the gun and stuck with the uh, attitude in the process. Uh, in its in its workforce, and it eventually started working in bringing local talents and getting them to stay here and come to your program. One of those guys, Chase Forcade, we've been covering since high school. He's on the Walter Payton Award watch list for best offensive player in FCS. How special is Chase? Well, it's it's been really really fun to watch him grow and watch him mature over the years. And and one of the things that we we sold as a staff to him is. Uh, he had to come in and be the, the face of the program. And, and you know, he had the pedigree. He had, he had uh, the name. Uh, and he just came in and he just ran with it. And uh, to, to see the progress and the growth and the maturity that he has done and taking the team and kind of putting them on his back, it's really, really been good for us. Is that, is that something he gets from his family, from his dad? Is just kind of inherent to him? Is that something he's had to learn going on and uh, his career goes on with Nichols? 
I think so. I, I think he grew up. I mean, growing up in that background, constantly with ball. And then, listen, he he was at a great program under Jay Roth at Rummel too. So, you know, he just continued the things that they taught and that Jay taught him, and uh, he just brought it, brought it here a little bit further south. So you've got Chase, and we're talking to Nichols State Colonels head football coach Tim Rebo as they reported for camp today. We've got Chase playing behind an offensive line. When I talk to people around Nichols, coach, they say offensive line might be the one area where you got to really watch in camp and as the season starts. How's that position group looking for you? Well, what we did was uh, we lost four starters off of last year's team and, and guys who had played a bunch of ball games. Ryan Hanley um, was a four-year starter for us, and and, and Chandler Arsenal was an All-American for us at tackle. So losing those guys hurt us. But we moved some guys around in the spring. Uh, we added a couple of transfers to that list. Uh, and so we feel good about our offensive line, which was a concern going into the uh, spring training. Expectations, Coach. We've talked about them, kind of touched on them here. The top 15 in all these polls, that's something that you and, and your kids are embracing? Yeah, you know you have to because – Every year, Seth, has been a different learning process for this group. Uh, learn how to win a couple games, and you, know, you, you will pick 10th, and then all of a sudden you pick 4th or 5th, and then now we go to the playoffs, and then we lose a playoff game, and then all of a sudden last year we go to the playoffs, win one, go on the road, you know, so you go a little further. So every year has been a process. So now uh, this one is the guys know, and, and they, I thought they had some expectations that, uh, you know, the way we finished last year and all the guys we had returning that we would pick somewhere near the top. Now, we didn't think uh, going in you would be a unanimous pick. But, uh, look, you, you like that as a, as a competitor and as an athlete. Uh, you, you're definitely going to embrace that. Now, we know we have the bullseye on us, but our guys are going to have to go out and prove this this fall camp that we deserve that. So how does that bullseye uh, change how you kind of approach and interact uh, with your players as they, they come into Tampa? I know that every coach is different on how they, you know, kind of manage those expectations with their players. Are you, are you doing anything different? What are you doing different this year than past years? I, I, I don't think so. I think we got to stick to what got us here. It, it's proven. It's been successful. We still have a veteran group. I think maybe if you didn't have as many, uh, you know, leaders like the Sully last year and those guys on, on defense, uh, you, you may have to go a different approach. Uh, our guys know the, the last couple of weeks of summer after we got picked, it's been fantastic and those guys working out. So they know what's at stake. They, they know what it, what got us here, and we just can continue along that path. Yeah, Kansas State uh, this season early in the opener. Uh, big measuring stick for you guys, Coach? I think so. You know, at, you know uh, every year is different, and every team is a little bit different. Um, as far as leadership goes. So, you, you know, you want to go against some bigger boys and see where you stack up and see how you go. Uh, they, they, you know, excellent program. They have a new coach uh, coming in. He, he's coming in from North Dakota State, uh, who, who's won our division the last couple of years. So uh, they're going to have high expectations. It's going to be tough going on the road. And, uh, and we are anxious to see uh, how we go. But listen, that's not going to make or break our season. We know that uh, we have to go play some of the big boys every year. Uh, and we just want to see where we stack up. Well, coach, I know you're really busy as camp opens. He's Tim Rebo, Nickel State head football coach. And I uh, really appreciate you taking time tonight to, to chat with us. And I know every Nickel State fan I talk to is so excited about this season, Coach. Good, man. Seth, thanks for having me anytime. I appreciate what you do for us, man. All right. Thanks so much, Coach. He's Tim Rebo. Give him a follow on Twitter. At Tim Rebo on Twitter. Not every head football coach is on Twitter. He embraces it there. At Tim Rebo on Twitter. And, yeah, Kansas State in the opener. Not too far from that. 
And I cannot wait. I'm going to get down there. I think I got two games scheduled, two weekends scheduled where I'm going to get down and uh, watch some Nickel State football. I, I cannot wait for that. Let's get back to uh, our LeBron James conversation, David Griffin conversation. You can find my piece right now, my column online at www.com. The Pelicans, David Griffin unloads on LeBron James and the Cavaliers, and he did, went over it, but just saying how miserable he was, mainly because of LeBron James in Cleveland. Text coming in from the 504. LB is a narcissistic control freak and a total jerk. I don't I don't necessarily think that a total jerk comes with being a control freak. In fact, I've talked about how LeBron James, yeah, he is very I think eccentric. I think he's odd in many ways, but he gives back to the community. He is one of the really good men off the court that we have seen. This is not a commentary about LeBron James off the court or his impact socially and in his communities at all, at all. I just want to make that completely clear. I am not calling LeBron James a total jerk. What I am saying is, yeah, he's a control freak. I agree with you there. There's no other way to describe that. Anybody who's watched LeBron James's career and comes away with, yeah, he's not really a control freak. He just, you know, let, lets the front office handle their own thing. Like, what? What have you been watching? Text from the 985. When you think of Jordan, you think of the Bulls and championships. When you think of LeBron, you think of the decisions and where he's going to play next, plain and simple. That's a good text because that's what we were talking about yesterday with Zion Williamson. It's back-to-back days of big Pelicans news. He just cannot get away from Pelicans news this offseason. Yesterday, Zion Williamson saying in a an article uh, com- on Complex, Complex.com, a, por- a sports and pop culture website, that he wants to play his whole career, his words, not mine, with the Pelicans. Looked up to guys like Kobe and Dirk and others who played their entire career one place. Positioning himself as the anti-LeBron James. I think it was on Sirius before. I forget the other interview he did a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, when somebody asked him, are you looking to follow in LeBron's footsteps? And, and Zion flat out said, no, I don't want to be LeBron. I want to be Zion. I want to be the first Zion. Yeah, very interesting. Not positioning himself like this. Maybe that's why David Griffin sees this kid in just a different light than he did LeBron James. Yes, 19 years old, hasn't been jaded by the NBA and the fame and the followers, and the money, and Zion at 25 and 30 and 35 might be a completely different guy than he is now. That's why I said yesterday, I am not going to hold Williamson to what he said a few weeks after his 19th birthday when he says, yeah, I want to stay here in New Orleans my whole career. If he changes his mind six, seven, eight years down the road, I'm not going to be here on the air saying, oh, yeah, well, you're a liar because what you said <laughs> what you said when you were 19, I'm not going to do that at all. But it does seem like he's a completely different animal than what LeBron was when he entered the league. And we'll see. Text from the 504. Actually, this one's from the 225, pardon me. I love the Pelicans, and I like what David Griffin is doing, but that's something maybe you should just keep to yourself, even though it might be true. Take the high road. Yeah, I could see that. I, I Look, I think that's a fair point. Like That's a completely fair point, but... Sometimes when you've had enough, you ever been in a moment in your life when you maybe you could have taken the high road, but gosh darn it, it felt really good to get it off your chest. Almost a little self-therapy. 
I know I've been there. You've been there. It's probably what David Griffin was thinking. Man, I've been I've been holding this in. This has been building up for years since I was in Cleveland, and everybody thinks LeBron and I are just completely hunky-dory, and I loved what happened in Cleveland, and Dan Gilbert didn't want to bring me back, and it was all his fault, and LeBron wanted me back, and I was going to go wherever LeBron was. We've heard all those storylines over the years, and now we find out, well, that wasn't really true. David Griffin's saying no amount of money would have brought him back to that situation in Cleveland. It's the NFL Hall of Fame game tonight, first preseason game. Falcons and the Broncos, 9.56 to play in the fourth quarter. The Falcons, 10 unanswered points. And they've taken a 10-7 lead in what is the very typical slug, slog rather, that is NFL preseason this early. Uh, Here are your quarterbacks. Bonus points if you know where uh, any of these guys went, these quarterbacks who have thrown passes today. Kurt, Ben Kurt for the Falcons. Marcus Green for the Falcons, Brett Rippon for the Broncos. That's a familiar name. That should give you a hint. And Kevin Hogan, probably the most famous of the guys that I just mentioned there. Uh, text me at eight seventy eight seventy. Don't use Google. Let's uh, let's uh, be fair here. <laughs> if you know where one of those guys went, I do. I'm paid to know this stuff, but I am wondering. You probably don't. <laughs> you probably don't. Five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Our text line is 878.70. Today's player of the day out at Saints camp is Cam Jordan. I'm going to go with Cam Jordan because you'll hear this at our moment is in what he did during Michael Thomas's press conference. In fact, we'll play it earlier. You got that sound, uh, Logan, pulled up? So Michael Thomas was at the podium, just got finished talking to the media, first time we've seen him after he, he was brought back in, after they agreed to terms at least on that contract extension. And here was Cam Jordan, what he had to say. Cam Jordan playing reporter, if we got it. Oh, I don't know if you can quite hear it there. He says, how does it feel to have that much money? It's, it's better on video. I think the mic was pointed the other way. Uh, Cam Jordan saying, how, much, how, how does it feel to have that much money? <laughs> and he kind of laughs and walks away. So our player of the day, Cam Jordan, who's going places, Cam Jordan, brought to you by Toyota dealers, Let's Go Places. Also, Saints training camp, sounded interviews, brought to you by the sound banking of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. We'll be back after this on The Last Lap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.